Welcome to Man to Man Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we gotta shout out Anchor for making this podcast even possible. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, easy to use for recording and uploading your episodes, and the best part, they distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It also allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the best NBA podcast out right now. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the hoop star, Nash. All right, guys, so we are going to talk all about the all-star events that occurred in Chicago this past weekend. But before that, we got some breaking news. We got a new program up, and we're going to go start doing our episodes on YouTube Live. So check us out every Sunday night. We're going to start recording episodes. We were in Chicago this weekend. Your boy went to the All-Star game. It was lit. Liam, let's just go into it. What you got, brother? You know, we had a whole bunch of events going on, and we started off with the celebrity game, right? Team Wilbon against Stephen A. Smith, man. Team Wilbon actually beat Stephen A. Smith 62-47. to And Common, you know, the Chicago native, he won MVP there. He only had 10 points, and I think they just gave it to him just because he was from Chicago because... Oh, you counted (laughs) him out like that? Because my boy Famous Los went crazy again this year with 25, bro. That that was... Quavo wasn't looking too hot, though, this year, was he? Yeah, he went like one for 10 or something, bro. It was weird. Biggest thing from this game, I think, was... uh, Stephen A. Smith getting the technical. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Stephen A. got a tech, bro. He uh, he was arguing some call. He walks out on the floor, and he was kind of calm at the beginning. And then afterwards, like, I think the ref said something to him or something. And then he just went crazy at it for a second. What happened? Was there a play that he had a technical? or? or- it was just a, a missed call or something. Or it was a foul call on his team. And they were trying to, you know, fight back a little bit. And he told First Take when he was on there, like, I thought he was going to suit up. That's the thing, because he was talking all on Twitter. Someone was like, Stephen A, suit up. He was like, I swear, I swear I'm going to do it. That's blasphemous. (laughs) Blasphemous, man. Blasphemous. Who else did we see out there, bro? Other uh, noble stars. We had uh, Chelsea Gray from the WNBA, Quentin Richardson. Also, uh, they they call him NBA legends. I don't even consider Quentin Richardson an NBA legend, but he was in the NBA. I think they call them NBA legends because they have that National Basketball Retired Players Association. Yeah, probably something like that. I'm not 100% I think he's a part of that, so I think that's why he's called an NBA legend. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, Kane Brown, country singer. Chance the Rapper was out there. Quavo was out there. My guy, Ronnie 2K, bro. Was he having green granny apples or nah? Nah, 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 nah. He played a little bit, but he's like just an awkward dude, bro. But whatever. <laughs> um, the owner of the Bucks, Mark Louser, uh, also looked like he did not want to be out there. But Didn't whatever. have a little Giannis in him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he got. He was like one of the only owners that they asked to uh, be a part of I the game. I thought he's like, been pretty popular in name when it comes to celebrity games. I think he was in the last 
last year's game. Uh, he might have been. I think it was him. I think it was Mark Larcy. I don't know. It might have been, but um, the NBA has only asked him. So it was just like, all right, cool. Uh, Jay uh, Wilson from the WNBA, and then shout out to our uh, NBA sister over there. And then Darius Miles, also quote-unquote the, uh, the NBA legend. <laughs> but whatever. So my question to you. <laughs> <laughs> I got one question for Damn, you. Damn, bro. You made it through that one, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I got one question though. Do you like the all- celebrity All Star game? Or what, what's going on? Here? I, I watch <laughs> it. <laughs> like I'm for real asking you these questions right now. Like we got them on our dock, but I have absolutely zero recollection of what happened. I have no idea, bro. I mean, do you like it though? Is that a thing for you? Like, are we? I don't. Is that, I like, mean, uh, what 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 else thing I put on Friday night? I feel like they can cut it. <laughs> I feel like they can cut it out. <laughs> but at the same time, it's also like an up and fun event that's not so serious. And then following that, you have the rising stars. And then all the celebrities are in Chicago or wherever it's played at every single year. And it, it gets everyone kind of to the arena to start out the weekend. We got a bunch of celebrities playing. It's going to be funny because they're all trash. <laughs> And uh, I think it's just a good way to start the weekend. So I honestly like the Celebrity Game. I didn't get a chance to watch it, and I was on my way home. That's a lie. I wasn't, didn't even watch it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'll it, tell you right now, I don't like it at all. But Stephen totally A. Is, as a coach, I would much rather have him uh, see Stephen A. Smith on the court because he's got right. buckets every now and then. Yeah, he does. He, he does hoop a little bit, right? Yeah. He does got some jumper shots on him, don't he? Honestly, I'd almost rather watch the Celebrity Game than the Rising Stars game, though. Really? Yeah. So that takes us to the Rising Star game, then, at least. Uh, we, have, <laughs> I mean, we have two split teams. I don't know. When did they start splitting the... Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. The world and USA? I, I'm not sure about that. I have no idea why. Because now what I'm thinking is, are there enough people to put on that roster for the world? I think so. Now that's kind of what they've been trying to do. You know, like we have a big influence on having players from all over not just the u.s like for example i know like a luka Doncic. he's been watching the nba since he was like 13 years old you know what i mean you never know like the nba is influencing children all over the world at this point in time you know again it's a kind of a boring game but the jerseys are different than the all-star jerseys obviously and you know it's cool to see ja and zion go against luka and um, what was the score to that game? What Miles Bridges won MVP, right? Yeah, the score was 151-131. Obviously, you're not going to see a lot of defense in these type of games. Uh, but Team USA, I feel like, has the advantage almost every single year. I mean, we got guys out of Memphis playing, you know, against the world. I don't, I don't care where you come from. Mad respect for coming from wherever outside the country. But we're holding it down in the States, man. I think we've won it the past three years at least. On that note, for the world side, they did keep it close until like midway through the third quarter. And then it was just like, all right, the U.S. was like, I guess they stopped playing games with these little guys or what. But pretty much just said, fuck it, and uh, started scoring like 25 points like out of the blue. But So is this actually a good way for, you know, maybe a, a, a star, a rising star in the NBA to actually kind of prove himself to the rest of the league of like, yeah, I got asked to be a rising star, and now am I, like, being able to be recognized as a future, like, superstar or, like, at least a star in the league? Or is this just, like, kind of common courtesy if you did well 
in your first couple of years? I think it could be both because when I'm looking at it, I didn't even watch this game to be real with you. <laughs> I didn't watch this one either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could give them some validation to get to the next level, I guess, if they're balling out in that game. But you got guys like Aiton, Josh, Okogi, Moritz, Wagner, Alexander Walker. Like, who is that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Wagner played with the, the Lakers, though, back when they were trash, but... He still made a name for himself. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. You know, you got guys like Gildress, Alexander, Sfi, right. Mikaluk. Yeah, I mean, I guess these guys are going to be all-stars in a couple of years. But for the majority of it right now, yeah, I think it's just a filler spot for this game. Let's go into the skills challenge. Let's talk something that's that we actually want to talk about. We got our guy, DeMontis Sabonis. Shout out, Pacer Nation. Uh, didn't know Sabonis was going to be in the skills challenge, but... Yeah, you texted me and were like, you know Sabonis is going to be in the skills challenge? And I was like, uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I guess he got asked to be in it last... I didn't know. I, I guess you can ask to be in a skills challenge, but basically the skills challenge is you take a ball, you got a guy on one side and the a guy on the other side, same side of the court. You get a 3-2-1 countdown. You grab the ball. You dribble around obstacles. You go to the other end and you pass it into a little hole. You get three chances to pass it into the hole until you can advance. Once you do that, you got to go all the way back down to where you first started, make a layup, then go all the way back down and make a three. And we saw that Sabonis actually was facing the defending champion, Jason Tatum, from last year, first round. And who did he beat in the next one? Okay, it was Middleton, and then he ended up playing Bam out of bio, which is kind of funny to see because these skills challenges, as you can see with the league, what's going on is these bigger guys are being able to do more, like dribble the ball up and down the court, being able to shoot threes, like pull up, knock down a tray ball. And we saw that Bam actually beat Sabonis at the very end. But Sabonis, big guy, then he doesn't shoot a lot of threes. We still made it to the, to the finals. So super dope to watch him uh, advance to those rounds. Also, this year, you don't have like a big, big. These are like, you know, your stretch four guys. The first person that comes to my mind is like an Embiid doing the skills challenge. You know? <laughs> and Embiid would be so bad at it. <laughs> I was going to say, obviously... A true big would be, you know, he would struggle. But these, you know, stretch four guys, they're asked to do these types of things in real game situations. Right. So I enjoyed watching it. Kind of bummed that Sabonis didn't get that plug and get that. Dub. I think I just got way too hyped for the first round. Him just win. They like shot like three or four times, didn't they? Yeah. Each on that last round. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Yeah, for sure. So tough luck. I mean, that's typical Indiana basketball. Uh, you know, we're so close, but <laughs> not yet <laughs> no, there. We can't figure it out. <laughs> um, so that was actually on Saturday night. Um, and then we have the three point contest. So this night on Saturday night, we have the skills challenge starting at 8 p.m., the three point contest, and then the dunk contest. Liam, if you want to go into the three point contest a little bit, who you had as a, um, a pick to win it all before it all started, and then ultimately seeing who the winner was, were you surprised? Right. So I guess we could have this conversation now just because like, I know you, you're happy about this, but I had actually Devin Booker. All right. There mad. it goes. There it goes, man. <laughs> D-Bug. Come on. Showing us some love, baby. Getting mad that he got snubbed in the first place. And I had him coming out here, which he did. He performed very well in this. I mean, he put the highest score in the final round before. 
um, Buddy Hill stepped in who actually ended up winning it but he did really well I had him winning it just because he had that chip on his shoulder like alright y'all didn't really pick me for the all-star game I got lucky in here you know they didn't even they still didn't even give him the full gear to go out in the three point contest he was missing his draws they, they get all-star draws <laughs> they didn't give him the draws is what he said they didn't give him the draws. Mm-hmm. That's why he lost. He, he, well, he went commando, bro. That's why I, when I was looking at the screen a little bit more of a double, triple take, I was like, okay, what's going on? Our <laughs> kids here. You are so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, back about the three-point contest. Um, so they added the new Mountain Dew Zone, which was worth four points. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was worth three. Was it three or it's four? It's three uh, because three. Okay. the regular ball is one, and then the money ball, you can get a money rack two. is two okay. and then yeah okay. well yeah so they added that so it's worth three points and you know it's farther back i think it's like 30 plus feet or something 29 plus feet or whatever but i think that was that was cool because some of these guys like trey young obviously stephen curry even buddy hill sometimes they'll pull up from this you know couple feet behind the three-point line so it's obviously in their array of shots, and they do play, I mean, pull these in game situations. So I like to see in that. Also just kind of gave maybe hope to these, like, weaker shooters. I would call. Seeing Trey Young come out first, he also went out the first round. Like, he, that's got to be pretty nerve-wracking. You could tell some of the guys were pretty nervous. Like, Trey Young ended up with only 15. Well, f- shooting first in general is going to be hard, isn't it? I would hate to be first. I wouldn't want to be first, but I'd like to be second or third to establish like a score. Because at the end, like if you're like, um, which is Joe Harris, who won it last year from the Nets. He was one of the last guys, man. He had to get like a whopping like 28 to just go into that final round. Well, see, I would like to go towards the end just because like I'll have more of a sense of like what number I got to beat. You know what I mean? Right. But when it's up there, man, it's it's tough. And you see Trey Young having a lot of nerves in that United Center. Only ended up with 15. Easily knew that he was going to be out. Even guys like Devontae Graham, where he's a good <laughs> shooter. <laughs> he airballed like five shots. And you can see these guys like 21, 22 years old. I know actually Devontae was a four-year kid out of Kansas, probably like 23. But yeah, I mean, these guys had a lot, a lot of nerves, man. And one that was very surprising to me actually was Bertons. Bertons, yeah. He- out of uh, Washington. And he ended up in the top three. Yeah, he made it to the final. So Buddy Hill ended up winning. Kind of cool ending. Devin Booker, I think it was 26 points. Bertantis finished with like 22 in that last round. And then Buddy Hill came down to the last shot. So it was as exciting as it can get if you're watching it for the enjoyment of it. So it was cool. Came down, made the last shot, and ended up winning with uh, 27. My question right here, I have one question for you. You got a lot. I'm ready for them. <laughs> I know we both shooters out here, okay? So this is this is kind of for both of That's us. what the white boys do. <laughs> That's exactly what we do. <laughs> we are not athletic. <laughs> so... So two, actually, I got two questions. What station are you putting your money balls at? And then after you answer that one, how many points are you putting up right now in the current stage that you're in right now? You're going to take the question that I asked you when I was watching the three points. I know. I just thought about that. That's funny, bro. So where are you putting your money balls? I can't remember who it was, but they were playing it so cool when they were going through it. And their money rack was at the very end. And they only got like three of their money ball shots up. So... 
I would do it in the middle. Just have a, a straight line drive, money rack right there. It's it's in between the Mountain Dew shot and the other Mountain Dew shot. You go to the Mountain Dew shot. Maybe if you smack it, you're feeling good. Money ball at times, smack, smack. And then, uh, you know, Mountain Dew, maybe smack. That could be game changer streak right there. I'd probably just put it in the middle. What was the second one? How much do you, how many do you think I would get? Yeah, how much you putting up? <laughs> I don't know, How four. Up? <laughs> putting up four? Dude, you're playing in the United Center. This is when I asked you. Like, people don't know Liam, you know, scored a 1,000 points in high school, and he that's all he did was shoot it and then said, you know, fuck it, I'll pull and do the stupid Superman and talk shit to the other coaches. <laughs> it was kind of bizarre to watch, actually. I'd never seen a kid do that at that young of an age. Uh, you shit. said you would put up 20? I don't agree with I that. Could put up, I could put up 20 right now. First of all, I'm putting my money back first. Because I'm coming out busting that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm going at least four or five in the first rack. I'm on a good streak and then I'm I'm shooting. If you miss all your money rack balls though, then you're just like and I that's better mo- pick that shit up <laughs> down the road. I better hit both Mountain Dew shots. I think I could hit twenty. You're in one of the biggest arenas with all celebrities watching you right now. You think you could just go out <laughs> there and hit twenty? Hell yeah, I could hit twenty, bro. All right. I got faith in my boy Hoopstar. I think he's got twenty in him. So let's move on to the probably the most talked about event. Kind of controversial about the slam dunk contest yeah T- tell me about that and what your thoughts are i mean we don't have i mean we didn't really talk about it before we usually talk about stuff you know between the two of us before our episodes just because we're kind of familiar with like what we're going to talk about maybe but we haven't talked about this yet so I'm, I'm curious really to see what your stance is on honestly i thought the first dunk by dwight howard was lit <laughs> He, did you see that dunk? He goes up in the air and he does a, a, a reverse 360 with one hand, palms over one hand. But when he's in, he coming, he's coming in on the left side. When he jumps in the air, he like does this like statue thing like in the air, and then does another 180 and crams it. And I'm like, how did he not get a 50 on that? That was insane. I mean, he probably iced the shit out of his knees after that. <laughs> And these feel a little ashy afterwards. Watching it was crazy, man. Like seeing Pat Connington like a skater boy outfit, kind of like typical white dude. And then he had what's his name, Yelich from the Milwaukee Brewers, just hold the ball above his head. And Pat Connington from the Milwaukee Bucks jumped over him, did a dunk that was actually very similar to the Aaron Gordon dunk when he dunked over Taco. So I actually turned off the dunk contest after I saw that because everyone was hyping up that dunk between him and Derek Jones. And I was like, that's game. And Aaron Gordon's got snubbed before. We've seen that. And I turned it off and I'm texting Chad Newby. Shout out Chad. He's a huge Miami Heat fan. He said, bro, Derek Jones Jr. just won the contest. And I didn't even want to, I didn't even believe him. So I still don't understand why Aaron Gordon lost, but I think it was because it was such a similar dunk to Pat Connington. Now that you say that and we mentioned it, you're right. The dunk was similar. I do agree with that. But at the same time, I think the judges were getting pressured. You got to, like, stop giving them 50s. Like, we got to end this. Like, it's time to go home. Like, you know, people got to go to sleep. (laughs) We can't just stay out here dunking the ball the whole night. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't like the judges this year, man. I think the OG judges are are what we saw in the 2K, like, 12s. When you got the Jordan, you got the Dominique Wilkins, you got the Bill Russell. 
Right. You got the Kobe. I do like that. Remember that? I do like that. Yeah. Throw out the fucking Jumbotron. Like Both of the the Dunkers deserve to win. I don't know really what their thought process of giving it to Jones Jr. I told you actually before this, I think they should have just split, you know, have two dunk champions. They cannot split a trophy, dude. They can get another one made. Uh, like they I both don't deserve think so. It. Out of gold? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't uh, think that's happening. No one. That's like a. That's like the equivalent to like a participation trophy. Like no one wants that. Everyone wants first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well then. But props to Derek Jones Jr. So that's two Miami guys that won during the All Star weekend. Derek Jones Jr. with the dunk contest and Bam Adebayo with the skills right. challenge. So props to Miami, dude. They're going places. But yeah, I just I don't know. I thought it was kind of rigged, but. It's cool to see Taco come out there. He was like, I that wasn't planned at all. No. Um, I was scared for my life. I think they were just like trying to come up with as many ideas off the spot as possible. Like mm-hmm. I feel like when you go into a dunk contest, you have like maybe four that you're gonna bring out. Yeah. These guys both dunked it like seven or eight times. I kind of thought the Pat like- Connington when he dunked over Giannis and then threw it off the backboard for a split second and then dunked it. That yeah, was one of the was, most underrated dunks of the dunk contest. Yeah. Candace Parker's face was like, yeah. what? white boy, white boy can <laughs> jump. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was um, nuts, man. But let's go into, obviously, our game of the week, the all-star game. But we're going to we'll stop and say, you know, we're representing all over the place out here, okay? Man to man's everywhere in the NBA community. Come on, baby. Andy gets to go to the game this year. You Check him out, baby. Is. Check him out. Yes, sir. One of those tickets should have been mine, but it is all right. I got stuck here. But yeah, so I just want to know, like, obviously, I've never been to an all-star game. Just take me through what the atmosphere was like. Yeah. Because I, I know I'm jealous. I want to give a huge shout out to Colin Azzo, uh, one of my buddies who I went to school with last year at Tennessee. Huge, huge shout out. He texted me like an hour before. He said, yo, I got you some tickets. He works for ESPN. He works for the sports marketing department up in New York. And he hooked it up, man. I mean, those tickets, you know, were insane. Like at least five to a thousand, right? Um, Surprisingly, it didn't sell out. So my first thought was, Okay, he can probably get me in, but am I just going to have to stand somewhere? Like, I didn't know what was going on. Right, because I was looking at tickets for next year because next year the All-Star game is in Indianapolis. Yeah. And they're already at like 450 a piece. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was super dope, dude. Like, <clears throat> he texted me probably an hour before the game. I had been talking to him all weekend. I was super jealous. He, uh, him and his team got to go eat with a bunch of, you know, their clients or different NBA players. When Brian went horses there he was at some luncheon with magic johnson doing his speech over kobe um saturday morning he he and his team actually woke up at like 5 30 and balled on the united center court just a bunch of old white dudes <laughs> just <laughs> going ham on the united center court um so i was just super jealous i was like dude you got to get me in you got to get me in and he finally texted me like an hour before the game like i said i got in and I thought he was just going to be like, all right, here's two tickets, like peace. But it was super cool because he actually went up to where we were sitting at, where these tickets are 301, section 301, all the way up there, right? And he actually went up there with us and sat with us when he could chill down at courtside and watch the game and stand there. So, man, it was crazy. Like, I got these souvenir cups. They got the NBA All-Star uh, Chicago logo on them. You got these wristbands. 
you know, the Tennessee games, and they do this at the Preds games also, where these things light up and it makes the crowd look super cool when a bunch of the, you know, things are going on. Teams score, like, say, Team LeBron score for the blue team. It would light up blue, vice versa for Giannis and red. Um, but it was so fun, man. And it was cool because you got Team LeBron, you got Team Giannis, and both of them had their own charity organizations. And so you got those two charity organizations behind the goal, like where the student sections would be about a hundred kids each. And after every quarter, whoever won that quarter, that charity would receive a hundred thousand dollars from either team LeBron or team Giannis. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So team LeBron won the first quarter. Giannis won the second quarter. Um, so it was a hundred apiece. And then the third quarter was actually lit because I think team Giannis was, was down too, right? And there was like 20 seconds or something like that. And Gobert gets an alley-oop and ties the game or ties the quarter, excuse me. And then it, it, it goes into fourth quarter. So that was a tie of that quarter. So no one got the 100000 The fourth quarter is now played for $300,000. And probably I what Giannis's team was up, I'd say 15 or something like yeah, that. They were up like 12, I think it. I think they were up 12 going into the fourth. Right. So just for the people that don't know, the new ending for the All-Star game this year, so it was called like the Elam ending. And so mm-hmm. basically all the scores through the first three quarters are going to be totaled. And whoever scored the most amount of points in the first three quarters, they decided to add 24 points to the ending score. So yeah. example, if Team LeBron scored 100 points after three quarters, the target score for the fourth quarter no time on the clock. They're going to play to 124. I was reading this all over Twitter like later tonight and how like Adam Silver brought this all-star game back. And I was actually watching this. It was it was like a different perspective. I was like, man, it was cool. But then when I was reading about it and then watching, I was like, damn, it was actually that cool. Because it was probably 150 to 150. And the target score was like you said, 157. Azos, Collins got this thing around his neck where it's basically he can get in for free any, anywhere he wants to. He goes, yo, let's go down there. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So we get down there in the 100 row, the section 100, and it's a totally different perspective now. (laughs) It looks crazy. Remember when we went to the game, bro, and we finessed, and we went to like the third or fourth row, and it just looked like a dream. It looked like a movie out there. Imagine seeing the best players in the world, like right right there when you're that close. Especially in that ending, because in that – fourth quarter it did get competitive like they were actually you know going out oh yeah yeah like it wasn't like the first three quarters of just you know kind of throwing oops and having fun that fourth quarter got right competitive right and it was probably 154 to 153 and team lebron is dribbling the ball down lebron pulls like a 40 footer (laughs) he's trying to end the game right there (laughs) couldn't do it um, and then I think Giannis's team scored. It's 155. The actually LeBron and Giannis's team scored. So it's 156 LeBron, 155 Giannis. So game point. And so LeBron, they're bringing it down the court, passes it into AD. Actually, you know what? Let me back drive it a little bit. There was a goaltending call. Uh, LeBron went up for a layup to try to end the game or something like that. And Giannis packed it and it was goaltending or it was like a point before and they actually called it off. And same thing. I think that next play Harden did a, he did a push off and then drilled a three to win the game. They called offensive foul and it was crazy, man. People were going at it, but then 
LeBron throws it into AD. AD gets fouled by Lowry. It was a mismatch. It was a mismatch. Obviously, Nick Nurse for Team Giannis' team had to call a challenge, right? Because right. you know he was gonna end yeah. it on free throws, and that was kind of the thing where I stopped recording. I was like, man, you can't end it on free throws, man. So I heard I heard something though. Um, I was going through my Twitter, and there's been a couple people that mentioned. For an ending like that, if you get fouled on the last shot, your free throw should be three pointers. Like you should shoot your two free throws from the three point line to try to, end. <laughs> because like free throws to end the game, like you were saying, that's boring. Nobody wants to see like oh free throws. Like this guy AD was is ninety percent from the free throw line. Yeah, like, obviously he's gonna make one of two. You know? I honestly thought it may have been an offensive foul. Because AD really? was kind of pulling on Lowry. It could have gone both ways, man. If that goaltending call, it was, it looked like a goaltend, but it got, you know, bounced back. Lowry was all over AD's arm. He was, he was. But I don't like that idea, though. I don't like the whole three-pointer. I think that's kind of whack. I think I, when you say that, it kind of reminds me and you playing at the Y, and it's like, who touched the ball last out of bounds, shoot for it, ball don't lie, you shoot a three. I think they just throw it out of bounds, like, Run it, dude. Run the run so another how play. You, how do you end it? If you get fouled on the on the last play, how are you end it? No free game? throws. No free throws at the end. You just take, take it out, it out and of you bounds again. Okay. And that's what I thought it well, was. Then, what, be. What, what stops so then what would stop the team just from fouling the entire time? You know what I mean? Like what point? They'll just like Oh, you're about to shoot it. Let me just grab you real quick. You're about to make a layup, but I hey, tackle your ass. At that point, it's street ball, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those guys have played street ball plenty of times before, man. That's how you play at the Y when you're playing a 24, man. Like, you're going to foul, but, like, someone's going to end the game. And I think that's how they should do it. But, man, like, it was the coolest experience that i ever gotten to experience. I'll remember it forever. So after the game, you went by the TNT uh, yeah. station. Yeah. So when I first walked in, when I first got checked in, there's the Michael Jordan statue. And then they had the, the TNT setup right there. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's that's lit. Like, they're going to have it at halftime out here. Let's go out here at half. That's why I even said before half. And the halftime show was awesome too, man. To see Chance the Rapper, um, um, Chance the Rapper, DJ Khaled, who else was it? Uh, Lil Wayne and someone else. But I was like, let's go out to the TNT thing. But no, the TNT, those guys at halftime were in the actual, you know, they're on the side, like above, like where the guys come out of the tunnel. I got a train. Um, but then after that, Kawhi won the MVP, and that's where they had the post-game TNT. So I was right there. I got to see Shaq, Charles, Kenny, the Jet Smith, and Uncle Ernie, and um, and Kawhi. Man, it was it was it was pretty fucking cool to watch, honestly. Well, that's cool. So if you couldn't tell from what we were talking about, Team LeBron wins it on free throws by Anthony Davis, um, one fifty-seven to one fifty-five. It was pretty cool to watch from the TV, you know. But well, everyone was saying how Adam Silver, like, he saved the All Star game. Well, I don't. You probably didn't know this, but before the game, they interviewed Chris Paul. So the NBA is starting to do this, like on court interviewing like while they're warming up that dude's got a, a piece in his ear and he's shooting shots answering questions from the from the guy so they were interviewing chris paul right and chris paul was the first guy to mention it to adam i did hear that, about hey, this yeah yeah so he uh like he was the one that mentioned like 
hey, how would you try the Elam ending for the All-Star game? Because he watched it in the uh, three or the right. whatever it is. And he was like, yeah, that's really competitive. The only thing I'm worried about is when the first three quarters happen to the game, if one team's just, you know, really lax and, it, you know, is not really catching up or staying up with the other team, it could just be a complete blowout, though. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's pretty much what it was because you saw the team LeBron – win the first quarter and then Giannis like they beat him in that quarter like 51 to 30 or something like right. that and they were up by like 15 points but overall man it was such a cool experience like so many famous people were in there bro like you had Spike Lee you had Quavo you had Offset let me tell you a funny story about Offset actually Offset kind of sucks man because like we we went down <laughs> there we just thought uh-huh. When we went down there and we're watching every, you have like Megan Rapinoe, Sue Bird, you got Chance the Rapper, Spike Lee, you got Kim Kardashian, Kanye, J. Cole. Everyone is standing up. Uh-huh. And then you got Offset just chilling, looking at his fucking phone, dude. And Cardi is up. Cardi B is up, bro. Offset is sauce out of his mind. And he's just. Oh, yeah. He's he's not sober to that. And he, he didn't know what was going. I was like, dude, look at Offset, man. He's not. He's just looking at his phone right now. I don't know. He's kind of a lame, bro. That's funny. So one question that has been raised and I've also looked at is obviously you didn't watch the Rising Stars game. Didn't watch the Celebrity game. I watched the Celebrity game. I didn't watch. I mean, I watched a little bit of Rising Stars. What what makes the All-Star Weekend better? Because a lot of people out there are like, oh, the All-Star Weekend, it's even, it's like really boring. Mm-hmm. Even the All-Star game is boring. Like, what can we do to make it better? Because like this year, we went in the right direction. We took a step in the right direction with the All-Star game. Because right. that obviously was a lot better than last year. Right. But like, what fixes do we make to the, the All-Star Weekend to make it fun for the viewers? Because obviously, you if you go to it, you're going to have fun, right? Right. Like, you you had fun going to it. But for the viewers at home, like, what do you add to All-Star Weekend to make it more enjoyable? I think that's a good question, man. Because like, for me, I think how they did the All-Star game is going to change how people watch the game, especially for next year. Like, that was the coolest thing I got to experience. I know I watched it live. I don't know what they could do. I can't think like that on the spot, but I will say, like, me being in the city of Chicago and just seeing how many, like, famous people were here and how many celebrities were here. I even went to Tao on Saturday and, like, tried to go see G-Eazy and he never, you know, obviously (laughs) never showed up, which is so lame. I spent, like, $140 that whole night um like 70 bucks on a fucking ticket but everyone was there and i don't know if it depends on the city i think you should just you should try to just go like if you're that close to it i'll tell you there were more famous people than you would you could even imagine like everyone that was famous or a celebrity or like someone cool that you would want to see is in that city especially in chicago man that's a good question though i don't know i think the all-star game is definitely changed. It's definitely going to have an impact on how viewers watch the game for next year. Right. Well, my thing is you either get rid of the, the celebrity game or the rising star or, or both. Like just take out that first night of stuff. Friday night. Ah, you can't do that, bro. There's too much anticipation. But those are the least watched events anyway. So why not just take them out? Because, because people want to drink on Friday night. <laughs> then let them let them drink but just what are they know? gonna drink to they can't drink to any like celebrities playing basketball i don't know i think it's i think keep it dude like okay well i, I don't one like one weekend 
I just wish it was more viewed than it is because the NBA gets a bad rep for their All-Star weekend compared to other people. I think numbers will go up, bro, next year. Yeah. I think it was... I mean, I think it already has from last year to this year. People, I mean, all over Twitter, like, flipped the game. We should should do something next year for our viewers during the All-Star weekend. Like, do a giveaway or something. Like, tag us or something. Like, say you watched one of the games or something like that. I'll throw you something. Throw you an all-star ticket, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Player of the week. Uh, We'll try to do this this week. And Are we doing player of the week? Yeah, I'll give you props on on player of the week. Okay. Because I'm going to say Devin Booker gets my player of the week. Let's go, baby. Obviously, if you guys don't know, I told Andy earlier in the year, Devin Booker is not an all-star. Then he gets lucky because Damian Lillard goes out with an injury and pretty much becomes his first all-star. And I say, if I'm him, if I'm Devin Booker, I don't want to be an all-star under those circumstances. I want to earn my first one. Like, if he was an all-star last year and then, like, oh, okay, maybe this year do you want to do it? And, yeah. But they potentially snubbed him out of the biggest all-star bid of his career. And then he... Just happens to be an all star. Good for him. I mean, yeah, you can't. You I like can't to give see it. Up, it. Though. You can't. You right. can't give up that kind of opportunity. And it was cool to even see like Dame was showing out and shooting, like shooting at halftime. And right. I, yeah, you got to yeah. give it to D book. Even though him and Sabonis, I tell you what, man, Sabonis was <laughs> so fucking funny to watch out there. He was clueless, bro. Although he's not, he's not up to their level. He's. I was gonna say that's not his setting though in the first place. You know? uh, like he doesn't know what see, to do. I don't see Sabonis like that's not his you know atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like no, he's like the guy that's in, at the party just standing in the corner. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he's like you kind of have to have him there, but he doesn't really know what he's doing. But like you don't know what you would do without him type of person. Right. For my player of the week, I'd probably say Kawhi, just because like Kawhi. I was watching the game. Well, I was watching the game. Team LeBron's down the whole time, and I look up, and I'm like, Kawhi's got 25? He just was low-key about that, and uh, obviously he won the MVP. This is a guy who won in Toronto, won MVP in the finals. Now he's just adding to his, his resume and his legacy. So I got Kawhi as my player of the week. It's pretty dope to see him live. Did you actually see where Kawhi was sitting down going into that post-press conference where he sits down? They usually have, like, the Gatorade right there. And I was actually watching on Instagram uh, tonight, and it said, like, Kawhi is a robot. And he sits down. You can hear him in the microphone. He goes, I'm not sponsored by Gatorade. <laughs> what? <laughs> Throws the Gatorade down. Oh, man. Uh, it was it was a fun uh, weekend, though, for sure, bro. So we'll run through our Pacers segment real quick. We only played two games this week. Went one and one. First game was against the Nets. Kind of salty to talk about this one just because we should have won this game. I don't know what our deal. We coming into this game, we lost like five straight. We needed a, a game to get turned back onto the right heading, and this game was just not it. We lost by one. We can't close. Yeah, it was just not a good game all around. Like, you know, I I feel like we just keep saying this every week. The Pacers have to beat teams that they're supposed to beat, and the Nets are one of those teams that we just should put a uh, like a fucking hammer down on them you know what i mean yeah and especially with no Kyrie too right but it was what it is i mean we lost it 105 to 106 it was a home game so i mean that was another reason why we should have won it but whatever deandre jordan was their probably their most impactful player with 11 points and 19 rebounds with on that game 
Just can't close, man. Can't close. Yeah. And like that's the whole thing. I'll let you go into the Bucks. We needed that. We beat the Bucks. If you want to go into that, um, which we definitely needed before All Star break. Right. But you got to note that we don't play good against a team without Giannis. So obviously this was a game that I marked down that we should win just knowing that Giannis wasn't playing. So it was good to see that we needed this game really to like go into All-Star weekend and be like, yeah, right. you know, we're we're doing better and kind of get some some swagger about our, ourselves. But yeah, we won that one 119 to 111. Pretty much not a close game. We were up at like 20 plus um at halftime and stuff mm-hmm. um they made a run down the end but it wasn't anything serious tj warren though warren looks good man yeah big game from tj warren he had 35 and 7 but i mean the real test is is after this all-star break right, right. so we'll uh we'll see, we'll how see what happens and, Scott, yeah, we'll get after it i got him <laughs> hopefully we gotta make that we gotta get number four man we gotta get the four seed um but with that guys this week's episode is a wrap hope you guys all enjoyed the all-star weekend and the break from the actual games like we said next week we're back to business as we approach that playoff time and so all the games are more serious this time but don't forget to follow us on instagram at man to man podcast and our twitter at man to man pod and make sure to rate us on apple Podcasts and spotify give us those five stars and leave your comments and reviews for us and then for our, our youtube fans out there like we mentioned at the beginning beginning of the episode we are going to start live broadcasting all of our podcast recording nights to youtube so if you want to watch us you know just kind of shoot the shit and show you guys how we uh put together our podcast come join us and with that uh we will catch you next week pacer nation baby (laughs)